Thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I am your host, Jerome. Um, We're on podcast number or episode season two, episode 14. It's a lot of stuff going on in today's world. As a matter of fact, it's too much. Um, Man, before we get started, I want to say happy birthday to my sister, Kizzy. Happy birthday to my cousin, Boogie Down Bug. Y'all already know what it is. I love y'all. But um, what are we seeing all over the United States and Black America? We are seeing repos. We're seeing people get kicked out. Specifically, Black women getting kicked out. Um. They call it an epidemic. They're saying that black women are five times to almost 10 times more likely to get evicted. And within the United States. Black women have. The least amount of net worth in the United States. Let that simmer for a minute. See, I knew a couple of years ago when this rhetoric first started that this wouldn't age well. Images. On social media. Of consistent. Conversations. About black women attacking black men. Oh yeah we heard them all. We heard them all. It was a black feminist movement that had picked up and gained a lot of legs. And at one point in time, to be honest, on the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, I mean, I've always championed black women. I love black women. I think black women are beautiful. I think that Black women are smart. I think that they're intelligent. Leaders, the most educated. I mean, I went all the way in. On a lack of leadership. Black men to the detriment. Of black women. Basically saying that black men don't support our families enough and, you know, uh, the whole single parent type uh, of the whole single parent dynamic and how important black black women and black men were important to each other and we just don't have enough committed black men wow and then i found myself having to defend black men from just coming at black women simple and plain I mean, there's some people out there that are saying that black men, 
don't even have an ability to love a black woman. More or less care for a child and be a responsible husband. Hold down a family. It's ridiculous. And it's downright shameful. That how divisive and lost we are as a people. We have young black boys that are out here starving and homeless. Black girls that are coming up missing. Black men that can't read. Let me say that again. We have some black men that can't read on a high school level. But we'll look at somebody with a straight face and say, you know what? My life is about something. Ain't that funny? I want to let you know what the funniest part about this is, right? In Chicago, Illinois, right now, the black leadership, as well as other people, but I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna specifically say black people. Y'all got enough nerves to be talking about Brandon Johnson. Brandon Johnson. The first black president, I mean, um, black mayor, if I'm not mistaken, since Harold Washington. And this is why these people are starting to get mad. Say it with me, y'all. Immigration. Chicago is a sacred city. Basically meaning that it always have been within the last 20 years. It always have been a, a hub for immigrants. Right. Now, these people are starting to get angry and upset because. The amount of people that are coming in Chicago and now guess what? Black people are concerned about resources being available to them because other people are starting to come in. Specifically, Hispanics. See, I told y'all there was going to become a time that black people were going to have to unite 
not based off of love. Based off of what? Based off of survival. I constantly say this. But no one hears it. But that's fine. This is why I love the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, because I can always refer back to different points. Right. And facts that I'm talking about. Now, let's get into this thing or the reason why I am. Constantly going in on black leadership, not only in Chicago, it's not only in Chicago and it goes beyond the immigration issue. But guess where these people are going to be what was supposed to be. Right. On the west side of Chicago. There was a time when the west side of Chicago was. I would say 85 percent black. And people was calling the west side of Chicago the hood and didn't have nothing to offer. There was no health care. There was no. There was no none of that. Even though the West Side of Chicago is 20 minutes away from downtown. I mean, it was blocks upon blocks of vacant lots and empty houses. Out of all of these years. There hasn't been a conglomerate of black. Not wealth. Determination. Black excellence. And hard work. To to transform our neighborhood. See, y'all, I'm from I'm from a small place in Louisiana. Right. To where things. Where black ownership was almost. Ninety percent. Oh, yeah. I'm from a small community, though. And everybody was responsible for their own land. There was nothing that was grown up. Things have changed now. Right. We still own our own land, but we got shit done with the little bit that we had. Hence the reason why my house is paid for. I prided myself on that. Yeah, 100%. I didn't go through no bank. I found an area where I could pay for mine in cash like my granddaddy did. Now we talking about 50 some years later. After several different voting stunts. Political ploys, mismanagement of money, broken promises year after year. Changes within the leadership, changes within the landscape. A large amount of drugs that are coming through, gang activity and everything. Now that we got 18,000 people. That are Hispanic that's coming to the West Side. Now the black people over there. Oh, no, 
Oh, they pointing fingers and everything. Shut up. It's sad. And you want to know what else is going on? They understand. And I'm going to say this about Hispanic people. When they come, they are not coming to play. A different portion of the South Side used to be black. It's not like that anymore. These Hispanics are coming, establishing their families, buying homes, rehabbing the area, starting businesses. Then what the black people doing? What are we doing as a group? You know what we doing? Focusing on gang politics. As a group. A large group of the men focusing on gang politics. Posting jury on Instagram. Constantly complaining. Saying that you don't got nothing. And you finding a way. Not to lead your household. Making an excuse. Of not being able to put your family in a better position. And still under poverty. It's what a large portion of our men are doing. Right. And what the women are doing. Are they trying to. Are they trying. What are the black women doing. Are they really trying to say hey look. Our outlook is getting bad. The struggle in our eyes, the fight in our eyes and in our soul is almost removed. The thought of us being together That's not a that's not a real thing anymore. And I knew it. I'm going to continue to go in. I knew it when these people said. And this is in Chicago. These people said that Walmart is closing and we, and guess what we got? <laughs> oh, oh, the old the old uh uh I call them, uh, what I call them, the, uh, the organizers, the complain organizers for nothing. Now we got people out. Oh no, Walmart is racist. They need to be ashamed of themselves. They don't want to. And I'm just like, if y'all don't shut up, If y'all don't shut up, I mean protesting because Walmart is closing. You you really, really think Walmart care about black people? Hell no. These people are just mad because, 
you know what black people have been looting for the past two years and they have made probably about a good I don't know it's Walmart has been on the south side since what 07 08 guess what guess how much money these people have made billions and the moment the moment that they start losing money If their bottom line is affected, they'll leave you like a joke. You want to know why? Because it was never meant to be their permanent anyway. And then we got other black people, right? That's out here that's blaming black people. Stupid. Because little do they know and understand that Sam's Club's and Walmart's been closing all the way around the country. Prior to this. And even with Walmart being there. On the south side of Chicago. For an example. What are they really bringing? Nothing. Because the south side of Chicago is still considered a what? A food desert, idiot. Yeah, those black people went up in there and stole. Yeah. Let's keep it a buck. They went up in there and stole. Some of them are like, well, we got to call. We got to call a spade a spade. Them black people went up in there and stole and this and this and this. Yeah, they did. But ain't nobody, ain't nobody, ain't nobody saying though, you know what, that the black people was working at Walmart, right? And all over the United States ain't getting enough money to really make a fair living. Hmm? And here's, and here's the bad part, right? Instead of us as people coming together and saying, you know what? We view this as an opportunity. We're going to get together. See, nobody really wants to think logically these days. And, and it's and it's and it's really and truly. It's so sad. To see that we are not able to put things together. Ourselves. See, nobody really wants to think and just say. Well, first of all, let me acknowledge that how far that corporate dominance has mentally ruined us. This is what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a form of corporate dominance and we're seeing black people on their knees saying, no, please don't leave us. We'll do better. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't, how are we going to get Doritos? How are we going to get orange juice? Yeah, it's true. Look it up. So instead of these people coming out and saying, hey, look, we do have, right, the National Black Farmers Association. All right, don't worry about it. We're going to get those in. 
right? We got to, you know what I'm saying? These people are going to be leaving the space here for us. Okay. We probably can't open up the entire store, right? But we're going to get in contact with every single black business, black convenience store within Chicago. And we're going to say, Hey, look, we're going to be in one specific location, right? Do y'all want in? It's going to cost us. It's going to cost us a million dollars after Walmart leaves to buy this building. This is how much it's going to maintain it. We have some, you know what I'm saying? We have some great contractors here. Or, you know what I'm saying? If, if Walmart leave and they want to, you know what I'm saying? They, are they going to leave all the equipment behind? We could actually do this ourselves. Oh, but what about the clothes and toilet tissue and different things like this? You know what? Well, there is a black manufacturer of toilet tissue. You know what I'm saying? We got so many XYZ clothes, um, people that are making clothes and different things like that with T-shirts. We have people that's making chips. Hey, you know what? Let's make the best out of this and let's see our black dollar grow. There is no thought out plan like that. You want to know why? Because these people, our leadership is so used to begging and biting on these people's toenails and saying, oh, look, you know what? We don't got nothing, y'all. Y'all y'all just. It was a point in time where they had uh, th th their feet on our neck. And it was hard for us to get up. And it still is. But right now, don't lay down. Just don't lay down. Don't make it that damn easy. Now, I'm going to tell you something, right? Just like I said that the struggle has left our eyes, you know what? The amount of resistance from them is also getting weaker. So every day, the chains that they had upon us mentally, financially, and spiritually, those chains are getting weaker, y'all. But guess what? Our direction, our base, we don't have one. I mean, these people are literally protesting in Chicago. Protesting about a damn Walmart, y'all. Can you believe it? The people in Chicago, on the south side of Chicago, never had a fucking Walmart. These people are acting like they're going to die. But I told y'all that there was going to be a fight over what? Over resources. Oh. So you mean to tell me that that conversation about who gets the first piece of chicken? It don't mean shit. When things start to get real. Oh, hold on. What? Because we're so used to. Saying that we do this. If we vote protest, go to work and go to church, that everything is going to be all right and go to school, that everything is going to be all right. 
Uh-uh. We're so used to saying, save your money. Prepare for retirement. All of these things. It wasn't true, y'all. It was not true. Because guess what? Guess what's happening? All over the United States, inflation is going up. Home ownership, the things that we used to, the things that we used to, the things that we used to, to look at as a positive scenario. Right? Like getting new cars and doing all of this. Man, they priced that shit out. So now the things that weren't so glamorous in regards to having a skill, a skilled trade, being an electrician, being a plumber, being being someone that can fix brakes. Walmart has so many has so many components in it. That can be scaled into independent businesses all up under one roof. And black people decided to work together. But you know what, though, that would mean. That would mean that another black woman would have to answer to a black man and a black man would also have to take direction from another black woman. See the correlation there? Huh? Can we really hold it together? Are we really, really ready to take advantage of our own infrastructure and economic future? See, I've been calling out our so-called healthcare structure. We don't have one. I've been calling out our school leadership. Yeah, we don't have one. The religious dynamic and everything, it is all out of whack. See, these were all things that I've talked about separately in the past. And now what's going on? Seems just like, you know, it's a whole lot of people that's out here doing a whole lot of yapping. I'm not the most educated. Definitely not. Not the most handsome. I'm a single black man. Let's keep it real. It's not like I'm out here, you know, just just bringing in the money and ringing in the dough. But I live by what I stand by and I know what works. I tell you this much right here. At one point in time, at one point in time, people were being, the South was being looked down upon. Laughed at. Talked about. But now, if you look in regards to black wealth, where is it at? It's in the South. 
Well, majority of the people are what? A lot more conservative based upon how they do things. See, at one point in time, I was all out here on the on the Democrat tip, being a liberal. And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. But I knew it all the time. I'm just like. We saying put black people to work. We saying that there's no black businesses. We're saying that there's issues in regards to the community. But we constantly saying this to other people, but our selves. It's just like that's the equivalent of saying, you know what? Hey, man. Um. I got to take my daughter to the doctor and then I go over here and say, hey, look. I got to take my doctor, I got to take my daughter to the doctor, but. I don't know, I know the directions, but do you think it's okay if I take my daughter to the doctor? You know what you're supposed to do already. Why is you talking to somebody else? It's the most goofiest shit ever. And we have that mindset, unfortunately. This is the reason why that we're being outperformed by other people that come here because we've been taught mentally that the only way for us to get action in our own community is that we have to vote it in. That we can't take things and we can't do things and we can't put our money together because, see, that's a power dynamic. See what those black people over there are doing? They're not they're not doing things based upon power and survival. They're not. See, now if you really look around, <laughs> If we're not careful and places like Memphis and places like Detroit and actually all over the United States, but I'm talking about black people. You know what? These people are actually striking. And saying, hey, look, we want more money. They're not thinking about, you know what? Well, what's going to happen if they just say, hey, look. And don't get these people, don't get these, don't get these people messed up. They'll just say, hey, look, we got an opportunity for you. How about this? How culturally, how culturally inclined are you? Can you speak Spanish? Because our factory is going to Mexico. What? What about the union? Forget the union. We have a whole nother group of people and Mexico that make our products and then we can distribute them, redistribute them to the world. Out of Mexico. We don't need you. 
So guess what? Out of all of those people up in there, black people all around the United States and they pledging money to these unions. How many of these actual people are actually meeting with each other? See, this is what I'm calling an actual power dynamic. Understand how many of these people are actually meeting with each other and saying, hey, look, y'all know within the next five years. These people are going to be gone. We're not going to have any jobs. The same amount of money that we pay in these unions. If each of us put a hundred dollars in for the next five years, it's 32,000 of us. Right. Who wants it? Who wants in? Who wants in? We don't got to put nothing on social media. Who wants in? Probably. I say out of the 32,000, that's just a rough estimate. I probably say like. That's going to 10%. 3,200. I say, well, man, you know what? I'm down. If we do this for five years. If we do it for five years. We got to get the legal team to come in and we don't want no story posted about nothing. This is just what we doing. Within the next five years, we'll be able to open up our own. The first one of the first. Black owned manufacturing companies. That not only can be. Not only that can manufacture and build and produce either cars or car parts. This would be a start. And out of those 3,200 people in five years, they probably ain't out of nothing but $10,000, maybe. $15,000. But the... Return would be endless if they hit. See, we have opportunities all around us to change the game. The opportunity is endless in Chicago. Endless. It is a massive opportunity that Walmart is closing right now. You know who is really, really rubbing their hands together, licking their chops? The Arabs. Because now they know and understand that, hey, look, if Chicago closed, we could really come in and put our Mac down. Really. Because they all come together and they will form an actual superstore that black people could go to. And then guess what? The black people ain't going to be happy about that as well. They going to complain. I'm going to be one of them. To be honest. Yeah. I'm going to cover that too. <laughs> Y'all hear me? 
Cause ain't nobody really ain't no what you gonna do if the people don't want to do nothing. I'm sick of it. But instead, right? Instead of us trying to trying to um do that and put our family in a better position, right? We would rather argue. About black women not having babies. Yeah. I told y'all a long time ago. This was. They they have put in everything that has happened. The only thing that we have absorbed is the negative shit. See, I'm going to let y'all know something about power and numbers. Now this abortion Conversation is really getting turned up. Because guess what? Just in Chicago alone, there's several Planned Parenthoods. Can you imagine Chicago with just at least since the 1960s, at least. One million more black people. It would be stupid. It would be crazy. The black vote in Chicago would be off the chain. Just based upon manpower. So those 18,000 people that are coming over that are immigrants. Do you think that they would be afraid? Oh, yeah. There won't be no looking around. Yeah, hold up, we here. Are you serious? Powers are in numbers. Let's not forget that. It's another reason why these people are afraid. Because they're starting to realize that, guess what? We're not the majority in the minority conversation anymore. Aha. Uh -huh. So the same people that was telling you it's okay for you and your, you know what I'm saying, for you and your girlfriend to abort that baby is the same people that's also ushering these people in. Oh, yeah. See, you don't hear these conversations, right, outright with any other people. We the only people that talk about abort, aborting our babies and aborting our future generations. Aha. Yeah. Get it now. Y'all better wake up and get y'all some sense. Because guess what? These corporate real estate owners, they don't give a damn. That our ancestors suffered. They don't give a damn that our ancestors built this, the, the, the first part of the infrastructure in regards to this country. They don't give a damn how much we suffer. They saying, hey, look here, we'll put your dumb ass out and we don't care who you are and what and how much you scream and complain. How much you act a fool, how you can you can punch holes all in that wall, all in them people wall. They still going to come put your dumb ass out. 
And it's a shame. Now we're seeing a ripple effect. Oh man, these people are also getting their cars repoed. I told y'all, why are you going out and buying a charger or a Mercedes Benz or whatever it is that you went out and bought? And you paying 20% interest and you financing a car for seven years and this car costs $38,000. See, at some point in time, you have to relax and just say, look, I don't need that. Me and my family, we don't need that. But you want to know why? You don't have somebody else that's in your ear that really loves you. They're saying, sweetheart, based on survival, baby. Right? We got three kids together. That's $700 that we got. Yeah, it's going to look good in the first three years. But after that, they're going to have a whole nother car out here. We got to live, baby. Yeah. Y'all better do y'all research in regards to how many people is getting their car repoed right now. That COVID money been gone. Them PPP loans been gone. Speaking on the PPP loans, let's talk about that just for a minute. Even though that a lot of this money was out here, this was the biggest influx of money that the black community has ever seen. It's the reason why we don't have a financial infrastructure. You know what these people did? We are so tied up into consumerism. The old people in Lightwood used to say, hey, look here. One thing for showing two things for certain. Once that sun come up. The rooster will crow. For the people in the country, they know what I'm talking about. As soon as that sun come up, you gonna if, if there's a chicken any way around, you're going to hear that chicken. Ur, ur, ur. Meaning that whatever happened that night, during the nighttime, whenever that daytime, you cannot stop that sun from coming up. The truth is going to come out somewhere. And guess what? Them same people over there on the south side, because everybody, a, a large percent of the people got them. They done went out and spent their money with Walmart. Just for an example, y'all listen to me. That PPP loan, they done went in there and bought all types of crab legs and you know what? All types of French onion dip and all these steaks and everything like that. And now guess what? Walmart and closed on them since all the money gone. Right. But instead of our finance, establishing a financial team. An emergency financial team would just be like, hey, look. You got the money, man. You really do got it. Okay, look. Really and truly. Y'all 
y'all five or y'all six, let's just come together right now, right? We can start a medical delivery business. It ain't gonna cost nobody nothing but seventy five hundred. You got twenty thousand. What you gonna do? Right? Do you want? You no, know I'm saying. Do you want to have this as something that's establishing generational wealth? Do you really want it? This is your opportunity right now. Man, these people got out here, went to these liquor stores, bought Hennessy, went to these car lots, put down payment on cars, everything. And now, two years later, what we see, people in Chicago getting put out, people in Houston getting put out, people in Atlanta getting put out, people in Dallas getting put out. Oh, yeah. It's real. People in Chicago getting put out. Denver, Colorado, Los Angeles, California. It's real. Just based upon survival, these people refuse to pay their rent. Refuse to do it. I'm not talking about nobody else. I'm talking about what black people did. See, I'm not finna get the finger point and be like, well, they didn't. No, no, no. What did we do? Yeah, they went out and bought lace fronts and the off-white Jordans. And the whole time turning their nose up at other black people. Yeah, they did it. Y'all know that. And then at the same time right now, guess what? Guess what else is happening? They sending so much money over there to Ukraine. So much money over there to Israel. Hold on. I thought y'all didn't have the money for reparations, though. I'm always going to find a talking point to work in the reparations thing. Damn. What? Yeah. In regards to the immigration, what we should be doing, we should be protesting for the people over there in Haiti and for the black people that was trying to come into the country. The ones that got African descent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if we could ever, ever get it together. I don't know what our future looks like. Well, I do know what it looks like, (laughs) but it's not good. It's grim, y'all. It's bad. And when we look back and see what we have done for ourselves, not what they have done. What we have done for ourselves as a people. We're underperforming at every area.
don't want to say, well, hey, look. We don't want to accept any type of accountability. It's time that we stop pointing over there. Because we already know what's coming from over there. You could you could you could listen to the Senate all the time. That's one thing I like about um TikTok. It's a lot of things that's going on, and you can listen in real time, and you can see everything that's going on in the Senate, everything that's going on in politics, everything that's going on in the House of Representatives, everything that's going on, everything. I tell you what you won't see. You won't see nobody talking about the actual the actual predicament. And it's being taken serious. That black people are in. So this lets me know and she let anybody know. That this is something that we need to fix. What you what you will see is everything that they talking about. They trying to I never was for to defund the police, but they trying to they trying to. They trying to remove all of that. What you will see is constantly, you still will see black people that are still being out there harassed by the police. Somebody even called the Black Lives Matter movement a terrorist group. Now, I've said some very, very bad things about the Black Lives Matter movement. Let's, let's keep it real, y'all. They're not a terrorist group. Right. I mean, but these people are able to blurt out these things. Right. But they don't want you to say nothing about. Them. Yeah. Believe it. But they say, oh, really? Yeah. See, now. They want black people to actually get out and start saying something about Palestine and about Israel. Oh, yeah. Hmm. They want that now. They want us to chime in. I'm happy that we're being quiet. I'm happy that we're being quiet. See that conversation with the LGBTQ community? You see how that conversation is start dying down? Oh, yeah. Because guess what? Them people that start understanding that guess what? We out here starving. That shit don't come before uh, no black gay person eating food. Are you serious? With a, sh with, with a place to have over their head? Are you serious? That's the reason why I told y'all that guess what? We have to be what? Black first. We rise and fall with our actions of being black first. Not being a motor mouth for everybody else. 
We rise and fall with us. In my eyes, the sun rises and falls with our issues being put to the front. Not nobody else's. Because guess what? We are being, we're the ones that's being hit the hardest. So in order for us to move forward based upon survival, we have to be black first. Can't be a black feminist. Can't be a black Democrat. We can't be a black Republican. We could be a black economist. We could be a black father. We could be a black mother. We could be a black doctor. See, because these things affect our infrastructure. But all of that other stuff, women's rights, gay rights, all of that. No, that's not. No, uh-uh. It don't belong there. There's a term in the street when they say get the squares out of your circle. These things are squares in our circle. They really serve no purpose. Because at the end of the day, that person, that that black woman for women's rights, guess what? What are women's rights right now when the black when the black women out here suffering? Where are the women's rights right now that we know that black women are the most underpaid in corporate America? See, you won't hear that shit. Hmm? Where are the women's rights right now? Out of all of the conversations in regards to girls, female violence, and all of this type shit, why ain't nobody, why ain't no black feminists or white feminists, where, where's the feminist movement out here when we talking about, when we know that black girls are coming up missing? But see, we have these people that are being put in high places because we know that black people's voices vibrate the most. We're the voice vibration of the world. And they know that too. But then when it really come down to, to that, to our issues, then what the hell is the, what is the platform at? Where's the outrage? Where's the concern? We got so many people out here that's going, that's saying, well, you know what? I won't date a single mother. And in certain scenarios, that may be true. But guess what? Where's the conversation that when we start to have about there's more black children that are given up by their parents, bro? Huh? You mean to tell me we got black women and men out here just look in the system. It's all around the United States. That are giving up their children. That are walking away from their families. And we got enough nerve to be out here crying about a damn Walmart. Y'all get y'all mind right. Huh? We are going against the nuclear family. Yeah. Be black first, bro. Yeah. Be black first. Are you kidding me?
We put more energy. 50 years of hip hop just passed away. Just just passed by. You want to know what that meant? 50 years of those record executives scamming black people. 50 years of bad contracts. 50 years of projecting violence. Fifty years of fake platforms, fifty years of our talents being exposed, fifty years of being told that you know what, after a certain amount of time, that your God given talent is no longer worth the investment. Have a great day. And oh, by the way, you still owe us a million dollars. Right? Thanks again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. I appreciate everybody. I appreciate everybody rocking with me. You know what I'm saying? My listeners. Man, y'all spread the word, bro. These people are not playing with us. Corporate greed is for real. We have to come together based off of what? Based off of survival, then love. Not the other way around because we're too emotional to love each other. We have to we have to put ourselves into a state of emergency and say we need to get this handled now. Peace and love.